normally would be on teaching. But today, it's going to be on the application. So we're going to get through the teaching fairly quickly about prophetic ministry, and then we're going to have a time when we actually do it, which I think will be quite exciting. I, uh, <laughs> I was going to say I could write a whole book about prophetic ministry, but I did. So rather than teach about prophetic ministry in depth today, here's the book. If you want to get it, it's called Reluctantly Supernatural in an Age of Reason. It's about the church's uh, recovery of its spiritual power, of its supernatural roots. And this book is essentially about prophecy. So one reviewer said it's the most comprehensive book on prophecy that I've ever read. That reviewer is Pastor John. So it could be one of his exaggerations or it could be true. The only way you're going to find out if it's true is to get the book. So we're going light on teaching today and heavy on application. But if it's the teaching you're looking for, order the book. You can get it on Amazon. All right. Prophetic gift is prophecy for everyone. First Corinthians. Follow the way of love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Now, does having the gift of prophecy mean that you become a prophet? No. When you specialize in a gift, it happens over and over at a high level in your life. You now have the ministry of that gift. Some people will end up in the ministry of prophetic gifting. They'll do it a lot. They'll do it all over the place. It'll be their principal thing. But for most of us, it's not our principal thing. But it is something so important that Paul says over and over again, eagerly desire it, especially the gift of prophecy. So why is it so important? The illustrations I'm about to give you will answer the question as to why it's so important. But let's get right into the application. The reason most of us don't prophesy more is because we don't recognize the various subtle ways that God communicates to us. We often expect a prophetic word to be somehow overwhelming, like handwriting appears on a wall. Or you have a dream that's so vivid you can't get it out of your mind and it's very, very specific. Then we say, well, I think maybe that was a word from the Lord. But a lot of the times, the Lord's communications are actually very subtle. There's something that could be very easily missed. So I want to look at about six ways, the subtle ways that God communicates. And I want you to pay attention because this is going to be a bit of an open book exam. When we're finished going through these six or seven ways, we'll see how much time we have. We're going to do it with one another. If you want, you don't have to play, but you can if you want. We are going to wait for God to communicate to someone else in this church this morning. And then we're going to see if it applied to our lives and was it accurate or helpful in some way. And then if it was, I'm going to give you a chance with your partner to come up here and explain why it was helpful. So we're going to actually test the thing. We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to do it. We're not just going to do it. We're going to test it to see if it actually works. And I find that very risky and I find that really, really exciting. 
So, are you up for it? You ready for the adventure? Okay, the first way that God often speaks, and it was the way it began for me, is through mental images. I'd be praying for somebody and close my eyes like a good prayer person, and I'd be beginning to pray, and all of a sudden, a mental image would appear in my mind. And sometimes it would be a symbolic mental image, and sometimes it would be a very clear picture of something, and sometimes it's a little movie. It's like a little enacted scene from that person's life. Let me give you an example of how this works, and it's really interesting, and it will answer one of the questions, why is prophecy so important? Why should we major in it and say, I want to do this more and more? I was teaching this material, gosh, about, uh, it's hard to be old, people. About 35 years ago, I was teaching this material in Canada on a Sunday night. And our church was assembled, and I was teaching on mental images. I said, sometimes God will give you a mental image. And there were rows of people sitting there, and there was a new woman that I'd never seen before. She was sitting in about the third, between the third and the fourth row. And we waited on the Lord to give mental images. And then I said, you people can start sharing them, whatever you got. And let's see if there's anybody in this room that that image applies to. So people started doing it. Their hands went up. People got different images. And they were, they were accurate. And they applied to people's lives. And gradually, those the person that got the picture and the person the picture was for who claimed it, they would go off over here, over here, over here, and they would pray for one another. So gradually, the room is getting smaller and smaller of, of participants. More people are out there doing it. In the fourth row, and the third row, in the second row, a girl named Laurel said, I'm really hesitant to share this because it doesn't make any sense to me. But I saw a cat. I saw a cat sitting there, a nice looking cat just sitting there. I can't get the image out of my mind. And I said, cross your fingers, this one's pretty weird. I said, does anybody here have a cat? Does anybody here have a problem with a cat? Does, does the word cat mean anything to anyone in this place? And no one claimed it. And then a couple of minutes went by, and uh, Joy, who was sitting in the row behind the new lady, said, well, she put her hand up and she said, well, I, I wouldn't share this except that Laurel got the cat. So she said, I saw a bear. I saw a big brown bear standing up on its back feet it was real tall, and it was just standing there. And I said, does bear mean anything to anybody here? Of course, of course it didn't. Nobody claimed that. But now there's only a few people left. There's the cat, and there's the bear, and there's the new lady. So I said to the new lady, did you come here hoping to get a word from the Lord? And she said, yes. And I said, okay. Joy and Laurel, would you please take this lady and go off and pray for her? So the bear and the cat and the new lady went off to pray. About 45 minutes later, people were coming back. We were reassembling to do the reality check we're going to do in half an hour. And Joy came up to me incredibly excited. 
And she said, you wouldn't believe what happened. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I said, well, what was it? She said, the lady that you had us pray for, the cat and the bear and the lady, she said, she's Russian. Her last name in Russian is Bear. Her first name that her parents nicknamed her is Cat. Guys, come on. God named her. He identified her by name. It rocked her world. I was in Houston a number of years later doing a prophetic conference and we were doing the same material. It was a Wednesday night. It was about 400 people in the room. And I taught what I'm going to teach you now. And I said, okay, now we're going to pair up. Find the person in the room, and we're going to do this. Find the person in the room you know the least. Guys with guys, girls with girls. Find the person you know the least. Don't introduce yourself. Don't say anything. Just sit down with them and be still. And we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to do prophetic ministry in the room. And we're going to see what he gives. And then we're going to test it afterwards. So everyone was pairing up. And I saw a young guy over here. And is obviously 18 or 19. And a kid up there, just it was an auditorium sloped room, sitting up, standing up at the top by the door, and they didn't hadn't found anybody. And and everyone was pairing up. So I said, Hey, you up at the door there, why don't you come down and pair up with this guy down here? So they were the last people to pair up. They just sat down to wait. And then we we waited. Said, Lord, please give us prophetic gifting, give us words for one another, mental images, the things I'm going to talk about. And we did that for about 20 minutes. Then it was time to do the reality check. And I said, anybody that wants to come up here and say why you think this word really applied to you, why you really believe you heard from God, you can come up. So people started coming up. It was incredible. The accuracy was amazing. Then these two guys came up and I said to the first guy, what did he say to you that you thought was God? And he said, well, he just said one word. And honestly, I was, I was cynical. I thought one word cannot have that much meaning. I don't know why these guys are up here sharing this one single word. Just can't mean that much. And I said, what did he say to you? And he said, he said, Michael. I said, the name Michael? He said, yeah, he said, Michael. I said, why is that? significant to you he said because my name's michael i said did you introduce yourself to him he said no we didn't have time you told us not to i said that's pretty cool but why does it mean so much to you that you think it was god this is what he said and this is the point about prophecy he said for the last three months i've been thinking that god has forgotten my name Then I said to the next guy, did Michael get a word for you? He said, yeah. I said, what is it? He said, one word. I said, what is it? He said, John. I said, what's your name? He said, John. Listen, I don't care how confident you are in the love of the Lord. There are times when you start to believe God's forgotten your name. 
And along comes the Holy Spirit with the gift of prophecy. And he says something that applies so clearly to you, you know he hasn't forgotten your name. Isn't that just flat out the coolest thing you've ever heard? So mental images. He might give you a mental image of something, you know, it doesn't matter how dumb it sounds, how inapplicable you might think it is, you just give it. Okay, number two, feelings. God can speak through our emotions. God can drop an emotion into your heart that isn't yours. Something that, that belongs to somebody else in the room, someone that you should be praying for. It can be some clue to what they're going through. It can be any emotion. It can be sorrow. It can be fear. It can be anxiety. It can be doubt. It can be happiness. It can be joy. If you're praying for someone and all of a sudden you sent something, some powerful emotion, and you know it's not yours. The first time it happened to me, we were in a group of people just like that Sunday night. It was one of those Sunday nights waiting for words from the Lord. All of a sudden I said, Holy Spirit, give us prophetic emotions. Give us give us words of you know, thoughts, all the things we're gonna to cover today. Give it to us. Within 30 seconds, I had this terrible feeling in my heart like someone had just died. This overwhelming grief and the word loss, loss, loss kept going off in my mind. And I said, is anybody feeling like you just lost someone you loved? Does the word loss mean anything to anyone? There, nobody answered. Well, at least I tried, right? About two minutes go by and this other girl says, I get the name Jane. I just, the name James keep going, going off in my mind. And I said, does Jane mean anything to anybody? And all of a sudden this girl in the first row just had this sudden revelation. And she said, that's, that's the name of my sister. Her baby died two days ago. And she's overwhelmed with this grief and loss. Now we know who to pray for. God can, I call them referred emotions. They're not yours. They belong to somebody else. They're worth exploring. Number three, thoughts. Random thoughts pop through our mind pretty much constantly throughout the day. Do you ever have just random thoughts and you think, I wonder why I thought that? Well, most of the time, they're just random thoughts. But sometimes those random thoughts are from God. We should begin paying attention to the random thoughts that come through our mind, especially when we're in ministry situations or we're praying for somebody. You never know which ones might be God versus just might be you. This is one of my favorite stories. I had to have a radiological scan done a number of years ago over at Kaiser in San Marcos. And I went and had the scan done and the nurse said, you need to drink some water right away. You need to flush out this radioactive dye out of your system. So I was walking across the foyer thinking I need to find uh, some water. And I saw a guy, a young guy, maybe 20, 21, 22, loading up a water vending machine. So I went up to him and I said, hey, 
can I buy one of those waters off of you before you put it in the machine? He said, sure. So I bought the water, started to drink it. I'm walking across the foyer to leave the Kaiser office. And this thought very clearly in my brain says, go back and tell him about me. And I took this thought as from God right away. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's probably from God. And I said, no, I'm telling you that because I'm as self-centered, as selfish, as fearful, and as doubtful, and as unwilling to take risks as you are, okay? I did not want to go back and witness to this kid. So I said, no. So I walk across the room and I'm pressing the doors to leave the Kaiser facility, and the thought says, go back and tell him about me. And I said, no. And I walked out and I got to the curb and I was about to step off the curb to go to the parking area and the thought said, go back and tell him about me. And you know how you can have a whole paragraph of thought in your mind in about one second? My paragraph was, I said, Lord, every morning I pray and every morning I tell you that I belong to you and I tell you that I'll do whatever you want. All you have to do is ask. I said, and you just asked me to do one thing. And I'm not willing to do it. I said, I said, Lord, throw me a bone. I said, throw me a bone here. I said, it's really awkward to go back and talk to this kid. I said, give me an introduction. He said, Go back and ask him, in the last 10 days, have you been wondering how you can know God? And I thought, okay, I can do that. So I went back and I said, hey, remember me? He said, yeah, the guy with the water. <laughs> I said, look, this is strange. I know this is unusual. I said, I don't do this very often, but I said, you know, I think God gave me a question for you to ask you. He goes, really? I said, yeah. He wants me to ask you a question from God. And he's and he, he's curious right away. I mean, he's curious. He said, what is it? I said, do you want to hear it? He said, yeah. I said, well, God said, go back and ask him in the last 10 days. Have you been wondering how you can know God? He said, I have. I said, do you want to know God? He said, yeah. I led him to the Lord right then and there. Explained the gospel to him. He got saved. And then I said something. It just popped into my head. I said, I, I said, you know, you need to understand something. I said, God wants to know you way more than you want to know him. And his eyes kind of went. He goes, that explains it. And I said, that explains what? And he said, at the market, about 10 days ago, I was shopping for food. He said, this old man walked up to me. And he stopped me and he said, young man, God wants to know you. And he said, in that same market, a couple days later, I was shopping and this old lady came up to me and she said, young man, the Lord says, don't leave your wife. And then she walked away. He said, I said, are you married? He said, yeah. I said, how long have you been married for? He said, a year. He said, are you thinking of leaving your wife? He said, yeah, but not now. Guys, I mean, it rocked my world. 
So I get in the car and I'm driving home and I'm thinking about this experience. And then it strikes me. Now this is really, really important about prophecy. You gotta get this. I imagine the old man going to his connect group on Wednesday night. And the leader says, anything unusual happen? Anything good happen to anybody here? You know, any God thing happened this week? And the old man says, yeah, I was at the market and I felt like God told me to tell this young guy that uh, God wants to know him. And the good evangelical connect group leader says, well, I hope you led him to the Lord. And the old man goes, no, I just told him what I thought God said. And he feels bad. And then the old lady goes to her connect group. Anything happened? Yeah, I was at the market. I think God wanted me to tell this guy not to leave his wife. Well, I hope you witnessed to him and gave him the four spiritual laws. No, I just, I just, I just said what I thought God said. See, we always think that there has to be some immediate response. You know, close the deal or something like that. Can you imagine what this kid is thinking? The old man about God wants to know you. The old lady don't leave your wife. And 10 days later, he's getting saved. And the whole thing fits together perfectly. He will never doubt that God was coming after him. He will never doubt that. That's cemented because it was a supernatural drive-by encounter. So my point about how we deliver a prophetic word is simple. You don't have to embellish it. You don't have to add anything on. You just give the one simple thing that God said. If it's a picture of a cat, it's a picture of a cat. If it's a bear, it's a bear. If it's God wants to know you, it's God wants to know you. You're not responsible for the results. You're responsible for the delivery of the message. You're just a UPS driver that delivers a gift to somebody. You didn't buy the gift. You didn't pick the gift. You didn't wrap the gift. You just got the address and you just delivered the gift. Just deliver the gift and let it go. It's okay. Is this making sense? Random thoughts, they're going through all the time. It's absolutely amazing. Pay attention to them and take the risk. If it's not God, you look foolish. What's wrong with that? Your pride needed it anyway. And if it is God, there is nothing more exciting than knowing you are in supernatural cahoots with the creator of the universe. Random scriptures. Now, how often does that happen? You're thinking about somebody and a Bible verse pops into your head? Call them up and tell them. Share it. I was going through this really dark time in Canada as a pastor. It was during the worship. Somebody walked up to me and dropped a little note on, onto my lap. And then it kept on walking and I picked it up and it was a Bible verse. And I looked it up. It answered perfectly the situation that I was in. It's a prophetic use of Scripture. Back to that one about emotions. 
We were in Guadalajara two years ago and at a big church there and we had a staff meeting before the service. They get their whole staff together and they pray for the service. And the pastor said, I want you to prophesy over our staff. And I only knew maybe two out of the 10 or 12 people that were on staff there. So I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, go around and you're going to tell each one of them what I like best about them. And I thought, that's really encouraging. All I got to do is wait on the Lord and he's going to tell me what he likes best about these people. So we're working our way around and it's really good. And then I come up to this one guy to prophesy over him. And I'm standing there waiting. Hey guys, I've never had this experience before in my life. It's absolutely amazing. All of a sudden, I feel this, this love and compassion coming from this guy and it hits me. And it's so overwhelmingly strong that all I can do is cry and I just start weeping. I've never felt compassion like that. It was like it was hitting me physically. And I just cried and all I could say was, oh God, oh, I tried to give a message. All that would come out is, oh God, oh God, oh God. It took me a long time to be able to put a sentence together. And then the sentence was, you have this absolutely supernatural gift of compassion. It's, it's stronger than anything I've ever seen. And then the word begins to flow. I said, you have a heart for the poor. I see you handing out clothes and handing out food to the poor. And it's going to be the heart and foundation of your ministry. And you're going to plant a church. It's not going to be out of this church. It's out of this church, but it's not in this church. You're going to be about five hours away in another town. And this is going to be the, the foundation of your ministry will be these things to the poor and it'll be your gift of compassion that builds that church that's that's the right part of my brain giving the revelation the left part as i'm doing it is shut up you're tampering with their staff relations you're prophesying the guy's going to leave the church you shouldn't be doing this this is irresponsible and it's dangerous and while i'm doing having this struggle as all this is going on the staff are all laughing and clapping. And I don't know what for, because they're all jabbering away in Spanish, and my Spanish is pretty poor, and, and I don't know what's going on. And now it's time for the first service. We go out, I sit down beside my interpreter. At the end of worship, the senior pastor goes up and he calls that couple that I prophesied over to come up. This is the Sunday they're sending them off to go to a church plant five hours away. The hallmark of that church plant is their ministry to the poor. Can you imagine the certainty that that couple now has? This is the work we are supposed to be doing. We are called by God to these people. They're not going to have to question or worry with doubt from now on. This thing's going to go. Make sense? Okay, then there's dreams and visions which we're not going to deal with because we don't have time. But God uses dreams and he uses open visions where you actually see things. Open visions are pretty rare. I've only had one in my life. Um, but dreams, pay attention. Think about dreams. Pay attention to your dreams. What do I mean by that? We all dream every night. Many times in the middle of the night, I'll wake up remembering a dream. But there's only a few dreams I remember in the morning that are vivid. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, sometimes you wake up in the morning and that dream is so vivid, you can't forget it. 
write it down immediately. Go to a piece of paper, write down that dream as soon as you can, every detail you can think of. Then you take that dream to the Lord and you say, what are you trying to tell me? Is this from you? Because you don't know. Just because it's vivid doesn't automatically mean it's from the Lord. But it's, it's in my first trigger, pay attention to the really vivid ones. Write them down. Then take it to the Lord and say, Lord, what does this mean? And he'll either tell you something right away and you'll begin to understand it. Or if it is the Lord, it might be for later. Just keep it there in your little dream book. Your little loose leaf binder of potential dreams from the Lord. And go back and look at them once in a while and you'll often find that dream was from the Lord and here's what it means. Make sense? Okay, so we're going to do it. Do you want to try this stuff? Anybody want to try this stuff? Show of hands. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I want you to stand up. Is there any way to get rid of that bottom hand? Are you guys hearing it, or is it just feedback? Okay, guys, we're going to do a prophetic scan. What I want you to do is I want you to turn around and I want you to look across the people that are here. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, who should I be pairing up with? It's going to be girls to girls and guys to guys. And you're looking for the person that you know the least. Who do I know the least well here? Because it works best when it's people that you don't know well. It's easier to hear when it's for a stranger than it is for someone you're close to. So do do a scan and look around and say, who should I pair up with? Who should I who should I wait for for words with? So look around and start pairing up women to women, men to men. We're gonna stay six feet apart, we're gonna social distance, take your chairs, spread out all over the place so you can get kind of private and pair up as fast as you can and don't introduce yourself, just find that person who you're gonna wait with and prophesy with. Don't be shy, guys. Just grab somebody. Watch your social distancing. Maybe be a little further apart. chairs, separate so you're a decent distance away from other couples. Now if there's people left over, like you're a third, and you can't find someone to pair up with, you can go into another group of two. Hey, Mark, why don't you go with um, Jeff? Jeff Brown. Hey, Jeff, do you want to go with Mark? 
Because you guys are still available. Okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. Pay attention. Don't start yet. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and give us his prophetic ministry this morning. And then we're just going to quietly wait. And I don't want you to start using your imagination or winding something up. This is really easy. You don't go looking for it, it comes to you. You don't try to force something, that's faith. You just relax, you just get still, and we're going to let the Holy Spirit begin. Mental images, random thoughts, physical sensations, emotional sensations, Bible passages, little mental movies, whatever. We're going to give him an opportunity to speak to us in some way. So you're going to quietly sit, thinking about that other person you're waiting. When something comes, one of you gets to go first. You explain, well, this is what I saw for you. I don't know if it's the Lord or not, but I'm willing to try. So this is what I got. And then they can hear that, and they can respond, and then they'll give what they got for you if they got anything. Maybe they didn't. No pressure. And you guys are going to share back and forth. And, we're, and then we're going to have a time where you get to come up here and you can tell everybody, this is why I think I heard from the Lord. This is what they said, and this is how I understand it, and this is why it's helpful. And I'll give some instructions on that in a few minutes. Are you ready? Okay, let's pray. Holy Spirit, you like to do this even more than we do. <laughs> you really love this stuff. You're so good at it, and you're so faithful. And you love to communicate with your children. So Holy Spirit, we invite you right now to be here in power to demonstrate your prophetic gifting to us. Give us a demonstration of how you communicate. We command every spirit not of God to be gone from this place in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit, Spirit of the Father, Spirit of Jesus. We welcome you to come and communicate to us right now. So here's what we're going to do. Here are the rules of engagement. So we're going to have a testing time to find out what sort of words happen and what they meant. So here's the temptation I want you to avoid. It's tempting to want to force the word into accuracy for the glory of God and to make the other person feel good and to make me feel good about what we did. But God is a God of truth. He doesn't work through any shades of falsehood. He honors integrity and honesty. So we only want the words to be shared that you really believe. Yeah, I really believe what they told me fits my life right now. So here's the test. Here's what we apply. Did they give you a word that pertains to an issue you've been dealing with in your life for the last little while? Did they give you a word which answers a question you've had about your life or a question from God in the last 
six months, year, whatever, week, day. Did it apply to circumstances that you're in? Does it pertain to something that's going on in your life? In a way that you could say, yeah, I really believe God's saying something to me about that. If you can answer yes to any one of those questions, it would really be good for you and for us to hear what they said to you and what it meant to you. When we share what God has done, it reinforces what he's done in our life. It increases our faith. And when we share it to other people in the community, it builds the community's faith. And God then gives more in response to that faith. So we're taking it further by sharing it. So if you and your prophetic partner would like to come up and share what they said to you and why you believe it's the Lord, that would be wonderful. Are you ready? So who wants to start? <laughs> come on up, guys. You know what's a really cool thing, guys? When the first people that, that come up to share are men. Usually we're reserved about this kind of stuff. It's really cool that you guys stuck up your hand right away. So come on up here. <laughs> and who wants to go first? Okay. All right. Rick, what did he say to you? He said he saw light. Light. Bright light. Bright light. Okay. And why does that mean something to you? So I've, anybody that knows me, I'm kind of a casual person and I'm not very uh, pious, if you will. And uh, I've been discipling a guy here recently and um, he had COVID and he's a bit of a hypochondriac. So I've been praying with him every night. But I've known him for a very long time. that he's noticed over time. Um, reverence, um, love for the Lord, faith. And coming from a, a baby Christian, if you will, that meant a lot. Um, in fact, when he said it, and I connected it, I cried a little bit. And unfortunately, Holy Spirit, that's when I know you're around is when I cry. So, yeah, he was spot on. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome. Really cool. So, is this the first time you've done something like this? Yeah. 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 So, is this scary? Yeah, a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. How does it make you feel to hear what he just said? Comfortable. Yeah. Like, I know that God's around. Oh, that's cool. So, did he have a word for you? Yes, ladder. Okay, do you want to get your mic up a little bit? Yeah, uh, ladder. So, uh... I connected that with personal growth. Um, ever since moving here a little bit over a year ago, I've been on a journey to do that. And you know, with personal growth, it's a step. Each step you get better, you get to know yourself more and more. And I mean, it just it just makes sense. So I connected it, and it's pretty obvious. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. So, what are you going to change in your life as a result of what he said? That's a good question. That's the, next question. That's the next question. <laughs> it's not tomorrow. Yeah, well, look, well, look, hey, prophecy is not for its mere entertainment value. It also is practical. It directs us to do something. So your personal growth, God's giving you the next step, I hope. Yeah, and I feel like to do this more. Awesome, awesome. awesome.
Okay, will you guys please go out and take risks with other people? spoken to this microphone. What's his name again? Chris. 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 Okay. <laughs> um, well, before... Sorry. So, before uh, you said that uh, to scan around the room and uh, find, the person. find the person, God, uh, God said that uh, he's, his, my name popped into his head already. And uh, uh, this quote, uh, he, I don't know if it, it, it was it a scripture? That's, yeah, it was, um, you are my well-beloved chosen child. And it reminded, it re reminded, uh, my mom, my mom having a, having the same vision, uh, of, wow, um, adopt, getting adopted. Yeah. Wow. When did, when did she tell you how she had a vision of you and that's how you got adopted? How old were you when you found that out? I'm really not sure of how old I it, it was. I want to say it's recent. Recent or maybe younger. Yeah, that's crazy. Sam, that's really cool. So it was, it was three things. It was cool. So the first thing, like Sam said, is even before... Um, Mark had said, you know, scan around. First, Sam popped in my, in my head and I was looking right at him. I'm like, I, I know that I'm supposed to share something with Sam. And then Mark said, scan around the room. Oh, well, that's easy. And then the second thing was like, as he said with the emotion, I just had this overwhelming, powerful feeling of God's love for Sam. And then that was when you were my special, well-beloved child, you know, that I've chosen. It's basically the idea that came through. And then after that, it was followed with Titus 3.5. And I have not read Titus in a really long time, so I didn't, it was just kind of random that popped in my head. But obviously it's not random. And uh, Titus 3.5 is, When God our Savior revealed His kindness and love, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Isabel said that she felt like she got a vision for me, and she said she felt like she saw this this rock, and it was like a geode in a way, um, just dark, just normal rock, whatever, and that on one side of it, there was like a little slit, and it was just tiny, and there was light coming out of it, and then it was like you couldn't see the slit from 
from looking at the rock, right? But it was still there. Um, and she said it wasn't like a tunnel, like when you see the light at an end of a tunnel, because you know that the light's there, you can see it coming. Um, and that just really hit home for me because um, about a few months ago, I would say October maybe, um, me and my best friend, who is a Christian as well, we both felt like God was telling us that there were about to be some really, really difficult trials that were going to start in our lives and um, that a lot of stuff was just going to happen where we need to have faith in him and that it was going to really be a test of our relationship with him and to not fall from him. And um, it started, I would say, early November. One of our best friends was hit by a car and he passed away. Um, and that's kind of when it started. And I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't lying. It, it's been really, really, really bad since then in both of our lives. Um, and it just really hasn't been seeming to get better. And I remembered something that he told me right at first when he said that these things were going to start to happen. He, he said, get strong for March. And I just felt like he told me, this is going to go till the end of February, and when March starts is when things are going to start to get better, and you need to keep strong for that. And I've just been thinking these past few days, I've been thinking about that and thinking, it seems like nothing is getting better. I can't see this light that he's talking about. I can't see these answers, my life getting better. Um, and I've just really been doubting that that was him and that anything is going to get better. And she's saying this on February 21st, what, like 10 days until the end March. of February and these th thoughts have been coming in my mind that I can't see the light, I can't see it coming and that's just, it's so accurate like I've been in this dark rock this this whole, like, I can't see it, I can't see it coming and that was just so encouraging because now I, I know that God, that was him and that the light is coming, I just can't see it right now and it's going to be unexpected so the, so the rock, the picture of the, the rock and the slit and the light is uh, a good metaphor for what you're experiencing right now it's a good image yeah it suits sure. where you're where you're at yeah and also eva your mom's uh scan being so good and we were we've been waiting for this for a long time yeah so it's pretty wonderful yeah there's light yeah 100%. how does it make you feel um to do this and see that your word is a blessing it's fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's very encouraging. Um, yeah, I, I, I love being a messenger for God, and I'm really working on doing that more. And I feel like this was, you know, one of the steps to, like, just getting into that moment. Did it have a happy word for you? Yes. Did it, uh, did it, is it applicable? Yes. Sure. Um, yeah, so uh, she said that she, she kind of heard whenever, uh, telling us to kind of find um, like our partner. Um, she said that she she's heard um, you know God saying like take my hand and I'm kind of in a, a personal transition um, career-wise you know where, where I'm kind of seeing myself as I'm I'm the one that's going um, from one place to the next and I'm kind of the only one in my circle doing that you know I don't have another person doing that alongside me um, and so here, you know, God say, take my hand is really, I feel like him saying that he is doing this alongside me and that, you know, I'm not the only one in this. So that was really encouraging. 
Guys, that's really cool. That's really cool. Thank you for that. For having the courage to come up and do it. Who's next? Come on up, ladies. I want to introduce you to Debbie Burgo, Lady in Pink. She is Mary's sister-in-law. She's here from Phoenix. That's a prophetic word, you're here from Phoenix. <laughs> you're Mary's sister-in-law. This is so accurate. I can't believe how good I am at this. And you're wearing pink. I see pink. Okay. Okay. So my first thought, I had a warning that we were going to talk about this. Mark told me, and my first thing in my head is, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, you and, and he will forgive me for not participating <laughs> because he has to put up with me all week. And so when you said it, I felt this urge, well, at least go with the flow. So we were appealing to each other, so, and she said something. So the reason I was to be filled up, and so I'm going for a season of um, subtraction, and all around, it's being depleted. Her word to me was that God is putting jars in front of me and filling them. And you have no idea what that did to my soul. And then she said, I'm thinking of the word Janice. And I went, well, I haven't met her yet. But it made me aware, and she said, right now I'm thinking of kidneys. Most of you prayed for me when I was in the hospital for a long time, and my kidneys were at 3%. The majority of my kidneys have been destroyed from my disease, but she's like, I was just, does kidneys mean anything to you? And you said no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, in the past it has. But to me, where I doubted sometimes prophecy, that confirmed the message of the jars being filled for me. This is, this is really important because Debbie and I were talking yesterday, and um, she said, you know, I've had so many prophetic words that haven't come true that I've, I just don't value them anymore. I just don't know what to believe or not. I actually thought tomorrow, you know, you get a word, restore your faith. Amen. So that's really cool, Courtney. You have no idea. That's really, really exciting. Very cool. I will so, never forget that. Good. Mark, release the parents to your kids. Oh, we need to release the parents to get your kids. Go get your kids and bring them back, okay? And we're just going to keep doing this for a while. Wait a minute. They are here. We don't need to go get them. The ch thanks, thanks, Jerry. John Brennan is Remotely. Okay. Um, did uh, Did Debbie have a word for you? She did. I also just wanted to say that it was as encouraging for me to the, that encouraged her because this morning I woke up feeling like this dull pain. 
or like a velvet, and I, you know, the only one does, they Google, like, what does that mean? And, then, you know, so, and it, I was just like, kidneys kind of popped up. And I'm like, that's so weird. Like, I don't know. I haven't had that before. And then, it's like immediately when we started praying, when you had said that we can have like physical sensations, I was like, I just took a huge risk because that, I was like, this could be totally wrong and offensive. So when you confirmed, I was like, oh, it was interesting. And then when we were talking, she was saying that she wasn't like used to giving words and um, but then as soon as she opened her mouth, um, she said she heard the phrase truth, plain and simple. And one thing that I've been trusting God for for a while is just being able to share the truth, plain and simply, with um, unbelievers. Because I feel like I always fumble over my words. So when she said that, it was just like really confirming that God sees that as something he wants to bring in their life. So, thank you. I just have to say that before I even pray, I heard the word plain. And, and we were like, <laughs> and then after we prayed, truth came in front of it, uh, and simple ended it. And I went, okay, you put it together. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful. Okay, who's next? Anybody else? I'm going to count to ten, 
and if nobody else, we'll be done. Okay, we're done. If you have any questions uh, about prophetic ministry, you can come up and ask them now or um, send an email and maybe we'll be able to answer them next week. That was fun, wasn't it? So how about we go out and rest? How about we try this, those random thoughts, those Bible verses, those mental images, we just, we just experiment with them, find out was it God or not. Okay? All right. Thank you.